0: I got a text from Steve that read, you vastly underestimate my capacity to produce potable water. And I thought to myself, that's true, I do. Yeah,
1: I would underestimate that capacity and probably most <laughs> humanity, most humans that I know of.
2: Welcome to another episode of Bourbon and Data Breaches, where we cover one of our favorite bourbons and the top five most interesting data breaches from this last week. I'm Steve. Mike. I'm Nicky.
0: Yep.
3: Great. Well, Nikki, what do you have for us this week? Topic number one comes from Bloomberg. Headline reads Clubhouse chats are breached, raising concerns over security. An identified user was able to stream Clubhouse audio feeds this weekend from multiple rooms into their own third party website. Uh, this is said by the spokeswoman for Clubhouse. If you are unaware, Clubhouse is a new, I guess, I guess it's a social media platform, technically. Um, it's a chat room that provides no video. So selected folks are invited to talk about uh, predetermined topics. Uh, it was founded last April and uh, has been gaining a lot of steam simply because you have to be invited to go and talk. Um, but, I mean, we've, Covered it in previous episodes that a lot of social media platforms are not built for security, and this is showing that it is uh, true. If you guys read the story and looked into it, what do you guys
2: think about it? So Clubhouse really came out of nowhere. I one day everyone was talking about it. Is that your experience? Yeah, you know, that's my experience
1: as well. I, I, I think you need to be invited. You cannot like sign up like a regular social network?
2: I think it's like Discord where there's lots of different clubhouses. I don't know the clubhouse vernacular. Lots of different rooms and you can be invited into a room.
0: I haven't been invited to one yet. I would never be part of a
1: clubhouse that would have me as a member. Me me either, (laughs) but quoting Grouch remarks, I wouldn't want to be a member of a club that invites me to join.
0: Yeah. So, but you, uh, I mean, I, blanket social media rule from now on, just assume that it's hacked. Just assume that it's hacked. Don't say anything. But it's open. That you, don't assume, a say or that anything uh, that you wouldn't want to be leaked because it's already been leaked. Don't post anything that you don't want leaked because it's already been leaked.
1: I,
2: right. Even if it's invite only, I wouldn't expect it to be
3: private.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a social network. I mean, social.
3: <laughs> I want to know if there's anybody who's been listening on clubhouse chats and just hearing the most wildest uh, things. A lot like parlor, you know?
0: Or like I'm sure, I'm sure the I'm sure the wildest things are overheard and recorded through the Amazon Echo. But if you have an Amazon Echo, <laughs> you should also assume that you're being recorded. You know, it's, it's pretty impossible.
2: Well, well, that's the thing. You, you, it's audio, right? So, you can't assume that any of it is going to stay private because anyone could be recording it, anyone in that room could be recording it, and you'd have no idea. So, I get it that they were able to get the audio directly from Clubhouse, but I would expect a low level of privacy. With, with this to begin with. It, it's the same thing, you know, so we're here in, in Texas. One of the reasons that we didn't have a video last week is because we had the snow apocalypse. Um, while the snowpocalypse was happening, uh, one of our senators decided to go off to Cancun. Uh, we know this because they uh, the wife of uh, Ted Cruz was in a private, private chat talking about their trip to Cancun, which was then leaked, right? So um, even if you have the most secure, and that was over like iMessage. So even if you have the most secure technology, any user in that group can still leak the data. So I, I would expect a very low level of uh, privacy when it comes to something like Clubhouse. Clubhouse very much should, should patch the issue and, and take as many precautions as, as they can but um don't say dumb things on the internet
0: sure but to finish with benjamin franklin uh three can keep a secret if two are dead
1: (laughs) yep that sounds about right
3: moving on to topic number two apparent hackers behind kia's ransomware attack are demanding millions in bitcoin we seem to be the main pushers of Bitcoin over the last 12 episodes. So uh, as an aside, um, I don't think
2: we're the main pushers of Bitcoin. I think Elon Musk did a bit of a better job buying what yeah. 1.3 billion Bitcoin or worth of Bitcoin. Um, that being said, if you've been watching from the beginning and you did buy Bitcoin, because we uh, influenced you, Uh, Bitcoin's at an all-time high at 48000 So kudos to you. Uh, Best stock advice ever. Please don't ever buy stocks or Bitcoin uh, based on this show. Um, Definitely don't buy GameStop. Um, Only buy bourbon. Yes. Only enjoy bourbon. Uh, Not not buying bourbon for trade. Um, Yeah. So uh, this is going to be very common. Um, Huge
3: company like Kia. Hyundai was part of it too, I forgot. We actually had that on our Slack uh, within work. Somebody had noticed that Hyundai was on top of Kia because some sort of relation and connection. So they, Do they buy a car from the 80s. They could um,
2: share the same chips. You know, you think about cars, there's lots of different car brands, but when you get down to it, some of the components, there's very few producers and there's actually a shortage of, uh, uh, car chips right now. Um, so a lot of your cars could be running the same OS effectively. Uh, and if a hacker finds a vulnerability in the OS, you can take your pick. So take the bus is what you're saying. I, well, this is, this has all been patched, right? I think it's not uh, common to have remote start. That's like a premium feature.
3: if kia's got it i'm i was gonna assume that everyone's got it
2: you know if you really want to be safe and secure um you could do some research into it but i'm sure there's not a lot of information teslas are constantly attacked um so they're probably one of the most hardened cars you could buy um they take security very seriously because if tesla has any issue Uh, it makes big news. So um, yeah, you you could buy for security. I don't know if buying for security is going to become the new thing in cars, Um, but clearly, you know, it's making headlines when you can just remote start any Kia you find. Let's talk about this week's bourbon. I'm going to share my screen here. So this week, We have Four Roses. Uh, Four Roses is a fun bourbon, uh, one of my personal favorites. Uh, If you take a look at their offerings, um, it's all Four Roses. They have a few different offerings. You'll probably see the Four Roses Small Batch, which is great. Four Roses Single Barrel, which is what I am featuring this week. Uh, Small Batch Select, and then they've got uh, some sort of signature series. Um, Four Roses is a Kentucky bourbon. It's Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. As far as I can tell, it is not a Heaven Hill brand. So this is not a Heaven Hill bourbon, first time in a, quite, quite a while. Um, looks like a really fun distillery. Uh, you've got a pretty building here. You've got just, you know, lots of Four Roses. If you're into bourbon, should be a good time. Um, what's interesting about Four Roses is that they, their claim to fame is every bottle of regular Four Roses has 10 different varieties in it. So they make 10 different bourbon recipes, two different mash bills, and five different yeasts. So they're using uh, different yeasts and different varieties of mash bill to get different flavors. And then uh, the master distillers will blend those to get a nice full flavored bourbon. Now we are doing the single barrel, which turns out the single barrel is always the OBSV. So if you liked bourbon, but you wanted more math involved, this is your bourbon because the OBSV is yeast V, but mash bill B, which is 60% corn, 35% rye, and 5% malted barley. So uh, that's a long way of saying, that this is uh, a very fine bourbon. Um, and I'm gonna talk about it while I hold up the bottle. So Four Roses, single barrel. Uh, they'll tell you what barrel it is. You can see that here. Highly unlikely you'll get the same barrel as as, uh, as I got, but I got the TS671B. Uh, so if you're into random numbers, there you go. Um, and uh, the great thing about Four Roses, with that 35% rye, you're gonna have some really nice rye spice on it. They must age this a long time because it's incredibly smooth. Um, and it, uh, you know, when you get the aroma of this bourbon, you're not expecting much. It smells like four roses, so, you know, it's pretty light, uh, but the taste is just phenomenal. It just explodes in your mouth. It's like this sweet, honey, oaky kind of, uh, Fruity flavor, and it's got a really long mouthfeel. So Four Roses, um, it is a little bit pricier. Uh, We have um, this bottle here for about $40 MSRP. So if you're looking to treat yourself uh, and you've not had Four Roses, it's definitely worth a go. Um, The single barrel's uh, phenomenal, uh, but I would recommend even the small batch where they blend in those 10 different barrels.
0: If you can't afford to treat yourself, buy a bottle of early times and you won't care
1: anymore. (laughs)
2: Early times... Actually
1: after half a bottle.
2: Early times is a treat in and of itself. That's our bourbon break. Nikki, what do we have for story number three?
3: Topic number three will be coming from TheVerge.com. Headline reads, Sophisticated hackers snuck sleeper malware into nearly 30,000 Macs. Um... I am very, this is, they got pretty technical, kind of lost me a couple of times in all the research I was doing. Uh, The malware is called Silver Sparrow and it is uh, scary because it is a self-destruct mechanism. Um, And it is actually, it runs natively on Apple's in-house M1 chip. Not sure what that means, but, Essentially what this kind of made me think about was, it's true, there is a, uh, an internal belief for anybody and everybody that has iPhones and Macs that it is unhackable, like it's impossible. So any dummy can have it and nothing bad can happen. You won't get you know, any sorts of viruses or malware. Well, where did that come from? How does it play into this possible scary scenario with the Silver Sparrow?
1: Well, one thing that actually it's, I think it's a fact rather than opinion is that probably there's gotta be, I don't know the exact ratio, but one mag to a thousand PCs going around, maybe even more. So if you're a hacker or you're a developer and you wanna create a virus, uh, I mean, if, if I was in that position, I would want to maximize my, my effort and labor. So I would definitely not target Max or Linux, for example, because those are really not very used. So it's very uncommon, at least for me, to see that there's a malware or some malicious software going around for a Mac. It's probably the first time that I've heard of this. What about you guys?
0: Yeah, the, the interesting thing here is just the speed. So Mac replaced uh, Intel chips with their own chips that they've designed, which are the M1 chips. So all the new generation uh, of Mac products are featuring those chips. Uh, it's, it's not a surprise that they're infected. What's surprising is the, the speed with which they're infected and the way that the infections evaded researchers that, that put the chips in the devices in the first place. So it's, you, would have, you would have thought that they would have released these products and then see the infections come out. But it, the two things seem to have happened simultaneously, which is what is boggling everybody's mind.
2: I think with the M1 chip, it's still an ARM chip, Um, And it's uh, similar to some of the silicon that they've put into their phones. And so I don't expect that this malware was built for the M1. I just think that it leveraged the Apple libraries that made it easy for it to run on the M1 or Intel. Um, There's been malware for Macs in the past, uh, but it, it has been uh, much less frequent than windows. Um, this is very concerning. Although one, one point of, of note, it had a self-destruct mechanism, not to mean your laptop would self-destruct, but that, uh, it had a mechanism in place where if, uh, the malware infected, one of the hackers computers then it would not reinfect it or it would not infect it. So it had a weird control mechanism to keep it off um, certain devices. Uh, so obviously very concerning. Um, uh, is Did Apple patch this already, Nicky?
3: Uh, I mean, I was doing the research after and there was no follow-ups in terms of, you know, scariness. I'm going to guess that it was Addressed as quick as it came out. Um,
2: I did some research for this particular story uh, because also uh, we had um, we have Max and we wanted to make sure that that this didn't infect any of our systems. Um, there's a pretty easy way to fix this. Uh, the TLDR is don't click on random installer stuff. Uh, If you happen to have done that, then um, you can uh, remove uh, library launcher agents verx.plist, init verx.plist, and then temp version, temp version, temp verx, library application support verx. So basically remove anything with verx in the file name. Uh, don't do that. Just the, you can look up the TLDR. Uh, but there's like seven places where you remove files and you're fine. So pretty easy fix uh, when it's all said and done compared to some of the uh, forever blue and uh, red worm and all the other old Windows stuff.
3: Topic number four we'll be covering today: China hijacked an NSA hacking tool in 2014. Dun dun dun, and used it for years. Um, this was an update and a follow-up emphasizing the fact that there's a lot of tools readily available for hackers anywhere and everywhere to do whatever they want. And sometimes they're stockpiling information for years and years and years. So nobody should ever sleep easy thinking that they're going to be completely safe. The one thing I did want to bring up was it, it was from a chinese group known as apt31 which i always read as apartment 31 and they also have aliases one is zirconium the other one is judgment panda
2: i don't i think this we're building a taxonomy of hacker groups
3: so the nsa tools uh we've actually talked about it in previous episodes um but i i Myself personally, I don't know how far it's gotten. Like what were the tools that were released that were used by, used and produced by the NSA that have been circulating over the past seven years now since I guess these were released or hijacked in 2014?
2: So the, there's been a whole set. There, there's a bunch of NSA tools that were using some zero days that were released. Uh, same thing for the CIA. There are some CIA tools that were released. Uh, There was an Italian firm called Hacking Team or Hack Team. Um, They had a bunch of zero-day tools that were just released. And I will, uh, I believe, recall SolarWinds had some hacking tools that were released. Um, I think it was SolarWinds. It was right around December of last year. Um, It was either SolarWinds or some um, pen test company. But uh, whenever you have a sophisticated security f- company building their own tools, uh, more often than not those tools get released and then uh, hackers start using them. And, and this, is, this is known. The NSA tools have been used by hackers for a very long
3: time. So that statement alone, should that be scary for like the average person? Yeah, Does that mean somebody's like just watching me when I have my, you know, one of my computers in the living room that just is on, but I'm not using it? It's Don't do that. Boring. Use a
0: webcam cover.
3: Well, yes, just, but.
0: Yeah, so, that, like, just to break down some fundamental issues that connect a few of the, our breaches, assume that your computer is watching you. Assume that your computer oh, is listening anytime. to you. Anytime. If you're in a forum, assume that somebody is literally copying and pasting out of the forum. It doesn't have to be a high-tech, sophisticated breach. You know, it's, it's still a breach. Assume that you can't trust the other people in the forum. And if you adopt that mindset, you're going to see a lot more of these things coming.
2: Well, and you, I mean, there's a lot of great penetration testing tools that are made and built. Metasploit, you know, we're here in Austin. H.D. Uh, Moore is here in Austin. He's the a writer, creator of Metasploit. Metasploit is a great penetration testing tool. It's also used by a ton of hackers. So whenever you have a tool that tests security it's it's always going to be used by hackers as well. Uh, There's no stopping that. Um, The the key here is that um, if you have good tools to test security, you should be testing your own security. Um, and you should assume that you're going to be under assault, right? Um, we've had, um, what do they call themselves? Uh, we've, we've had uh, self-pronounced testers that have started uh, penetration testing uh, hack notice against our will. They just started doing it <laughs> and then started disclosing vulnerabilities they found. Um, they were using Burp Suite and Metasploit and a bunch of other stuff. So you know, we we assume that's going to happen. So we were we were prepared for it. Uh, we even uh, gave them a small commission um, for some of the stuff that they found. But um, yeah, like the average consumer, what can you do? Um, unplug computers, turn them off when you're not using them. Use webcam covers, and uh, try not to assume that anything you put on a computer is going to stay private for long does this apply to phones as well yeah Yeah. apple does some good sandboxing um but as we just saw apple can have malware as well so um
0: to go back to Steve's example about uh ted cruz's wife's uh, group message you know before you assume that you can't trust the computer you have to assume that you can't trust the other people with whom you're cooperating. And then even if you can trust every single person with whom you're cooperating or communicating, then you can't trust the platform.
1: I think that probably (laughs) the weakest weakest link, it's the social engineering, always the the human factor. So, I mean, even if you have like a super secure system and everything in place, those are still governed by humans. So there's always room for error there.
2: The the nice thing is there's companies like ours that can give you the exact same view that a hacker has and um, you can you can know what hackers know you can reset passwords, you can prepare for phishing attacks. Um, you can't ever stop hackers from learning about who you are and what you do. Um, but you can prepare so Uh, Defense is a very legitimate strategy, you know, get get some good monitoring software, um, and then just prepare for the worst. And usually hackers go after the low hanging fruit. And so you can keep yourself from being a victim.
0: Well, like you said, you have you have access to the same tools, you know, if someone is going to use Kali Linux to poke at you, you should be poking at yourself with Kali Linux or, or get somebody to do it for you. These things are widely available
3: uh moving on to the last topic of the day cuba ransomware gang its payment processor steals data it's too bad that Shu is not with us today for this broadcast but um a seattle-based billing and payment processing provider got hit by a ransomware gang um cuba uh, cuba is it cuba Cuba.
2: Yeah. cuba Let's 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 let's
3: smooth that Cuba out. Ransomware. What did you guys see in the story, and what do you guys have to add?
2: So I'll, I'll add a quick note. Kuba uh, is brand new to the scene. You know, we started tracking them maybe a few months ago. Uh, they had a few exploits that that they put up on their disclosure site, but hidden the, you know, California DMV. Uh, payment processor that's that's a that's a big uh, exploit that they've put on on their site so I think um, they're starting to make a name for themselves um, seemingly coming out of out of nowhere uh, definitely one of the gangs to keep track of and, and to monitor um, also uh, I really like their name I'm glad they picked such a, a nice, name like Kuba Ransomware. Um, I've got a lot of like Ransom XXX and like other ransomwares that are just like, oh, okay. There, you know, there's a Ragnar and a Ragnar Rock. Uh,
0: part of uh, the issue with Kuba is that they're double dipping now. So they're they're infest uh, infiltrating, they're stealing data, they're selling some data and then they're letting companies know that there's a ransom for them to stop. Um, which is both a uh, very compelling and a very interesting use case here.
2: You, you <laughs> say double dipping. I mean, this is how ransomware itself is an e- economic model for hacking. And you say double dipping, I say potentially uh, the new model uh, we'll have to see, um, you know, because once you have control, you can steal data, you can ransom, Um, but you could steal data and sell it. You could steal data and threaten to sell it, threaten to disclose it. There's a lot of varieties in here, and I think we're still seeing how ransomware is going to take on its final form. Ransomware is very much evolving uh, as an attack method. Uh, Ultimately, you're going to ask someone for a ransom, but what you do between uh, infection and ransom, uh, it's, it's a wild card at this point.
3: So well, this is a lot like how the mafia used to do things where it was like, hey, we're going to protect you, you're going to have to pay us. But you're going to have to pay us extra for us not to send our goons to go and break your kneecaps at any time. It's like you're paying on multiple levels for different services to the same company. It, it could be. This I is just mean, where we are now?
2: the that- Ransomware may, I mean, software as a service, SaaS is an incredibly lucrative business model. And if ransomware is anything, it is, it is no holds barred free market capitalism. Um, and so I think you're gonna see ransomware, ransomware may have leave-in services. You may end up paying ransomware for life. Um, you know, you could be held for ransom and then they have some compelling service where they, you know, you keep paying us monthly, we won't leak your data. And we'll do, you know, periodic penetration tests to keep the other <laughs> out.
0: I'm not joking. No, oh, no, it's, ra- racket. you know, you. I, I actually don't think that the mafia analogy is a bad one, but racketeering is racketeering and it has a, a tendency to expand.
2: Ransomware is here to stay, and they're only going to find new ways to make profits. And and the most, the the biggest evolution we've had in profit making is software as a service. And it's only going to take ransomware a few more iterations to figure that one out. This has been an episode of Bourbon and Breaches. If you have bourbons or breaches you'd like us to cover, uh, please let us know. Uh, like comment and subscribe for more of this if you enjoyed it if you didn't enjoy it like comment and subscribe anyway till next time